I have to admit, in today's gospel, it's hard to pay attention as the person proclaiming the gospel, because in the back of my head, I hear Linus from the Peanuts Christmas, pretty much word for word saying this, but with a different translation. So I have to make sure to read the proper words there, because many times what happens in society is society mimics many times things that are true and puts in its own kind of rendition. And so when we think of Christmas, we all have these fond memories of childhood. Some people may have had this memory of watching a Christmas story for the first time when it came out. I wasn't that old. It, didn't, it came out before me. So I then watch A Christmas Story Christmas, which is the remake 30 years later that just came out this year. Or some of us may have grown up watching Charlie Brown Christmas or other different family favorites. For me, it was always It's a Wonderful Life. Now, some would argue that that's more of a Thanksgiving movie, that's more of a Christmas movie, but at the heart of that film is the message that we're here to celebrate today. One life can make a difference. As we've seen in the life of Jesus Christ, we see even in the stars, meteorologists will even tell you, the darkest day of the year The shortest day of the year is when? The winter solstice, three days ago. And so it's no accident then that when the church made up the liturgical calendar, that right after the shortest day of the year, we celebrate the light of Christ. Because every day from here on out, it gets a little brighter It stays brighter for longer, and praise God, it's going to be in the 60s this week. That we see in these messages that God gives us something that can help us to grow. In today's gospel, when the angel went to the shepherds, the first line that he says to them is something that I think we hear many times, but we don't really listen to. Do not be afraid. I think fear is one of those things in our world and our society that really tends to dictate our actions. We're afraid of others. We're afraid of what people will think, what people will do, actions. It was actually interesting when the two officers came in who were parishioners. They came in and it's like, wait, we didn't get security tonight. I didn't think about that. Because many parishes will actually, for this Mass specifically, hire officers because there's that fear that something may happen because it's Christmas, which means it's a good thing, but it's also people out when they shouldn't be out, so there could always be a bad thing. So thank you guys for being here tonight. It's like, all right, winner, free. No. But how many times in life do we truly allow fear to dictate our actions? Many times when we see persecution, it's because people are afraid of the people rising up. We see this actually in our gospel. The reason the census was taken was to figure out exactly how many of each family, of each destination were there because you've got to make sure to put enough people in power in that position so that it's only 50 to 1 instead of 150 to 1. We see that many times that if the people work together, they can easily overtake those in power. But we're afraid. 
And what God wants us to do is not to overtake with power, but to allow the power of God to overtake us. That love of God that we always speak of is why we come this evening. But also, it's an opportunity for us to allow him to change us. One of the things that that was said the most often in seminary was, don't try and change the seminary, allow the seminary to change you. But how many times when we come to the faith, are we not interested in what the faith has to tell us to change us, but we want to come and say, now church, here's how you got to change your thoughts. Because my politics or my family or my life has taught me this lesson that is good and honest and right and true. Of which I think God looks at us the same way that my grandmother would have looked at me if I went at her that same way and says, there, there, bless your heart. (laughs) Because many times in life, we think we know what's best. But the Lord reminds us that he is the way, the truth, and the life. But we still have fear in our hearts. We have fear of people telling us what to do. Ironically, it's the same thing that Satan wants in your heart. Satan wants you to be afraid. He doesn't want you to listen. He doesn't want you to obey. He wants you to make up your own mind because you know better than anyone ever. I'm not saying we shouldn't make up our own minds about things. That's not what I'm saying. But the Lord leads us and guides us to what it is we are called to do in our lives. He gives us everything that we need to make those good decisions. And in fact, in our second reading today from St. Paul, did you notice that he even brought up in St. Paul's letter to Titus, he even brought up the cardinal virtues, two of them at least, of patience and temperance. And justice, actually, didn't bring up patience, brought temperance and justice. Why? Because those are gifts given to us by God to help us to stay on the straight and narrow. And everything that God gives to us is because of his love. Because God so loved the world, as we read in John 3.16, that he sent his only son to save us. That savior of the world is what we're here to celebrate today. But not just this one day a year, as the society will change on Monday. Walmart will have their 50% off sales on Monday. KMGL, who's been playing Christmas music since November 1st, will go back to pop music on Monday. But for us, as Christians and as Catholics, we're only 30 minutes into the Christmas celebration. We have 11 days, 23 hours, and 30 minutes left that are opportunities for us to truly seize this moment, to see what gift God is offering to us. And I'm not talking about what we're either putting under the trees or receiving under our own trees. For yes, those are gifts. But when the Lord calls us home, most of those gifts remain behind, unless they're experiences. The gift that God offers to each and every one of us is love, forgiveness, hope, joy, peace. Many of the gifts and fruits of the Holy Spirit, the things that we truly need in our lives to sometimes get out of bed 
to be at Mass at 12.30 in the morning for Christmas, some of us had to get through a lot to get here. I had to take at least two or three different energy pills. No, I didn't. I should have. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have because I'd be going on for another hour and a half. But the Lord is offering us each so much each and every day. And it all comes from that one main truth. God loves you. He loves you. He loves you. Our fear and our sins and our actions many times betray that love. And so in the midst of our betrayal, he still says, I love you. I love you. I love you. That's why we preach so often about the sacrament of reconciliation. Because in that, we are given opportunity after opportunity after opportunity, not to just wash, rinse, and repeat, but to pray prayerfully and hopefully wash, rinse, and go sin no more. Imagine if you could take that one shower that would just clean you for the rest of your life. You'd never have to bathe ever again. Your kids would love it. That's the opportunity that baptism is for us. But as we know, we get dirty. And so most of us, hopefully, bathe daily, or at least regularly. Why? Because our external bodies get dirty. We think about those things. We think about those things that people see. Ironically, our hearts get dirty just as often. But we rarely consider those. Why? Because Satan doesn't want you to think about that. All he wants you to worry about is your external. All he wants you to see is what you can see in the mirror. He just wants you to go skin deep. He wants you to judge a book by its cover. He wants you to judge, to judge, to judge. Instead of to be loved and to love. But that, my brothers and sisters, is the difference of what we're here to celebrate. We are here to celebrate the joy to the world that is Jesus Christ, our Savior. That gives us a different path. Gives us a different out. How many times do we see in movies, in television, people that are traveling into the future or traveling into the past, and they're so worried about like the butterfly effect, where one thing affects another thing, affects another thing, affects another thing. You watch Back to the Future for the first time, and you're so engraced in these hoverboards and this craziness that can happen, and they say, don't change one thing, because it'll change the whole history of your life. But at the same time, you're told one thing that you do can't really change anything. Those can't both be true. But we don't really think about both of them normally on the same, in the same context, on the same plane. But my brothers and sisters, we've seen time and time again in history, through our faith and even without faith, we've seen how one person can make a difference. We are here because of one person making a difference. Yes, that person is the second person of the Trinity, blessed and, the, and Jesus Christ, but... How many other people can we list in our own families, in our faith tradition, that that one person made a big difference? I mentioned at the last Mass, 
I wouldn't be here alive, let alone as a Catholic or as a priest, if my dad didn't look at the system he was in and say, this doesn't define me, and change his way of life. That no matter where you are in your family system, where you are in your life, it's never too late to make a change. But many times, it's impossible to make that change by yourself. That's where God offers us what we need to grow, to change, and to love. But just like any other gift, if we don't unwrap it, if we don't utilize it, it's wasted. So sometimes then, that's where our fear comes in, is that, well, did I miss my opportunity? You know what? Yes, you missed your opportunity. You can't do anything about now. What then is the next opportunity that God's offering to you? Because he doesn't just open one opportunity to us in our lives. He gives us as many as we need to come back to him. In fact, each and every time that we sin, in the midst of that sin, the Lord says to you, I love you, come back to me. I love you, come back to me. I love you, come back to me. What do we hear instead? We instead hear, I'm a sinner, I'm not worthy. I'm a sinner, I'm not worthy. I'll never be good enough. I'll never be smart enough. I'll never be worth it. And God says, I love you, come back to me. I love you, come back to me. I love you, come back to me. The same message, it never changes. He's on repeat. It's kind of like that back and forth that many times we have with our parents. That we think that we know what's best. But the Lord continually shows us in our lives, if we truly reflect on them, that he knows what is best for us in our lives. If only we submit to his will. In fact, Jesus Christ, in the Garden of Gethsemane, as he was so anxious and so stressed, more or less, that he was sweating blood, goes to his heavenly Father, the first person in the Trinity, and says, Father, if it be your will, take this cup, take this chalice, take this thing that's about to happen to me away. But he didn't end it there. He continued on and said, but, if not, not my will, thy will be done. That is how we truly live lives of righteousness. Seeking out the will, the love, and the peace that only can come from God. So my brothers and sisters, know of God's love for you. Define yourselves by that. And I realize I say this all the time and I say it all the time more. Because at some point we're going to stop hearing it. We're truly going to listen to those words and allow them to change our hearts. May not be today, may not be tomorrow, but it also may. Be not afraid.
Listen to how the Lord is speaking to you. Be not afraid. Go and be the hands and feet of Christ in the world. Be not afraid. Allow the Lord to love you as you are. Allow yourself to be loved and love all of those that you come into contact with. That is my Christmas hope and blessing for each and every one of you today and for the next 11 days, 23 hours, and 15 minutes. <laughs> that you may truly be blessed by God. Merry Christmas.